am so excited to be here with two amazing friends of mine. Now, welcome to Loud Conversations, a talk show that interviews the top influencers of this generation, your generation, who are making a powerful and amazing difference. Now, I am Colleen Batchelder, your host, and I'm thrilled to encourage you, empower you, and in equip you to live out your destiny and walk out your purpose. Now today, I am hanging out with two amazing people from Charlotte, North Carolina. (laughs) We have the South representative, D'Amico and Minister Nikita Davis. They're dynamic leaders, amazing people, visionary entrepreneurs, and two people who are in love with the Lord and passionate to see this generation and see their city follow after Christ. So welcome. It's so good to be with you. Yes. Thank you so much for having us. Look, we tried uh, not to step on each other's toes, but thank you so much uh, for having my husband and I, Miko and myself, Minister Nikita Davis. We're super duper excited to be here. Anytime we can fellowship, Mm -hmm. you know, the word tells us we're two, three be gathered in my name. So shall I be. So we believe it's already done. Jesus in the midst and we're just glad to be here with you thanks for having us yes amen thank you so much loud summit come on this for the new generation yes exactly exactly and you guys both have a heart for this generation now tell me a little bit about your ministry called the ministry and the music how did that get started yeah, so the ministry and the music, really, it's been something that's been in the making. Um, my husband and I really have had a heart um, for Christ, really, really going strong for his people, I would say, over the last three to four years. Now, we've always uh, been born and raised in the Bible Belt, we're mm-hmm. both Southern, um, attended Southern Baptist churches, et cetera. But now we have the opportunity to attend a non-denominal church, which really nice. opened our eyes to a completely different light of maybe the way we were originally born and raised and brought up. And so the ministry and the music really came about starting with my husband. He's always had a flair. I won't take too much. I'll definitely let him speak, but he's always had a flair and God has always given him a gift for music and musicality. And he's had the opportunity to bless really the masses with his Christian hip hop music, mm-hmm. uh, specifically a focus around this generation, the millennial, mm-hmm. um, those uh, that may feel like they're outcasted from today's quote unquote church or mm-hmm. the Christians are too righteous, um, so to speak. So it started with his music. Um, the Lord has been pruning me in my heart um, in which I received my ordination on last year. It'll be a year. Congratulations. Um, thank you so much. It'll be a year come May the 31st. So this month, it'll be a year that I receive my ordination. And we really just partner together and say, you know what, we're going to come together. We're going to bless God and we're going to do this. We're going to do it the right way. Mm-hmm. We're going to do it in such a way that we're able to reach this generation and show them that Jesus is love. It doesn't matter your demographic. It doesn't yeah. matter your, your socioeconomic background. None of that matters, just Jesus. And so we partner together as husband and wife to really spread that message throughout our city and local area. It's wonderful. And I love how you pointed on the fact that Jesus, Jesus is the center. And when we make him centric of our ministry and of our conversations, that's what people are searching for. That truly is the answer and the hope that is within us. Yes, it is. It is. It's so uh, powerful to be able to 
um, let God just take over your life. Mm-hmm. Let him just infuse all his goodness and all of his mercy and all of his grace, you know, into your everyday life. And what it does is it builds this person who is ready to go out into the world and minister and, and, and tell people your testimony and, yes. and, and, and let the youth know that no matter what they're going through and no matter, like my wife said, no matter what they look like, that Jesus is fighting for them. He is going to work for them. And that's what we stand for. And that's what we have been going around ministering to these churches and to the youth um, and just infusing Jesus. You know, it's people forget about Jesus. Jesus is first. Everything yeah. else is secondary. Yes. But Jesus is first. Amen. Amen. No, we, we touched on the fact that Nikita, you were ordained. Like this yes. is, this is coming up on your, your anniversary. Yes. Mm-hmm. Nico, how did you get involved in music and how did hip hop play such a vital part in your life? Well, it was because that was the way that um, I was raised. You know, I was, I grew up, you know, in the ghetto, you know, I grew mm-hmm. up in the uh, quote unquote hood, you know, and the music basically was the outlet, you know, that was the way to, uh, to let people know, you know, exactly what we were going through and what we were uh, up against, you know, in our everyday lives, you know, Uh, to a lot of people, you know, it was, it seemed like a movie or some kind of, you know, fantasy, you know, those were the um, everyday, everyday uh, situations, you know, that I had to go through and that my friends had to go through and that I seen, you know, people going through. And uh, hip-hop music uh, just really, I mean, it was a soundtrack, you know, to my life, you know, growing up. And that's where I was like, you know what? I have a voice and, you know, um, I don't agree, you know, with everything that I see going on in the street, you know, and that's how we refer to it. You know, those were the streets, you know, mama say, you come in when those street lights come on. I mean, that's where it came in. And um, the music was so vital, you know, to just, uh, being that instrument and that tool that no matter what I was going through, I mm-hmm. could just go back to the music, you know. Now, what, now, now when, when you talk about your ministries, you also did an apparel company. So yeah. what was that like starting out as entrepreneurs and that whole scary startup process? Yes. Well, I'm actually wearing one of the shirts. I didn't know we would be. I love it. Threw it on today. Um, But so it's a Be Like Christ uh, Christian Apparel. And our whole mantra is be bold, be beautiful, be Mm. like Christ. And it's just very simply put, we want to be the hands and feet of Jesus in a real and tangible way. More Mm -hmm. uh, More than just the quotes you see on Instagram or Facebook. Those are cute and those are inspirational. And I definitely do them. Okay. Hashtag Jesus coffee and prayer <laughs> but um we want to be the hands and feet of that and we feel like you know in your apparel just like with the music this is a way you can make a bold statement just yeah. like um have baptisms that's a profession of your faith well this is a profession of your faith when you stand out. I want you to know that I'm for Christ. There's no question about it. As I walk with my Be Like Christ apparel, we've got bracelets. Um, We're looking at um, really doing an updated launch to add some new apparel to our website. Um, Feel free to visit that at any time, but it's really taking a stand. You know, we talk about on that website at BeLikeChrist.com, you know, we want you to know who we are and whose we are, you know, who we belong to. And that's what it's about. You know, people spend millions of dollars on all kind of different apparel and clothing or 
Gucci this and mm-hmm. all these other things. And we're not knocking that. If that's the talent that the Lord is giving you, as long as you're acknowledging him in all your ways, then more power to you. But we want to be a little bit more specific about that thing. Mm-hmm. And that's really where Be Like Christ um, comes from. So it is an apparel line that we have together. Um, even our daughter, she's 10. We have her, you know, we tell her she's the uh, marketing for the, uh, you know. <laughs> she, she has the whole children's line. <laughs> yeah, she's got the children's line. So we'll run some things by her to see if it's hip, if it's cool. Would you wear yeah. it? Would your friends wear it? You know, that type of thing. So we really want this to be uh, just a family business mm-hmm. all together because the way we look at it is even though it's a business, more importantly, it's our father's business. Amen. And our father, we're talking about God. Mm-hmm. Um, so we just want to be um, excellent in all that we do. We know that we fall short, but that's where his grace covers us. Amen. Um, we would love to say that it's easy anytime you start up a business. Absolutely not. I yep. Mean, Colleen, whether it's a nonprofit <laughs> or anything that you do, the struggle is real, mm-hmm. um, but but God is real too. Mm-hmm. And so if we just continue to press towards the mark and all that we do, mm-hmm. we feel like we can give him the glory and, and that's what we plan to do. Amen. Amen. And I love the fact that you touched on the fact that the struggle is real. It is. And real. a lot of the times, you know, we look at those that are in leadership and mm-hmm. we look at their Instagram filtered pictures and we think that's, that's the whole the whole crux of it. Yes. But when you see the behind the scenes stuff, so what would you say was the hardest struggle of ministry and business? Ministry and business. <clears throat> ministry and business um, do not want to coincide, basically. I mean, <laughs> yes. <laughs> very hard. Yes. It's doable. I, you yes. know, in Jesus' name. Yes. Ahead, you know, in Jesus' name, they say the gospel is free. You know, mm. but it's not. You know, it's the Amen. business side. Yep. And it is, um, it's getting into that mindset and it's, uh, basically letting the people, um, get into that mindset also of that, you know, those are things that, you know, you have to pay for. These are, um, things that go into the ministry, you know, the, the money from the clothing line, you know, that, that money goes right back into the ministry. So, Mm -hmm. you know, a lot of times you have to get your message across, um, that, you know, you are making an investment, you know, yes. not just uh, our family, you know, but into families that you will never hear, uh, hear uh, families that you will never talk to, families that you will never see, mm-hmm. you know, that's where the monies are going towards um, the, the ministry, the business side of the ministry. I mean, you know, this it's yeah. uh, so funny, um, the same way um, when I released my album, The Gospel, um, you know, everyone was like, oh, it's not free. You know, it's not free. It's not free. Yeah. And, and that's what a lot of people think. They look at the word ministry and they think, oh, this is a hobby. Yes. yes. Yeah. This is a hobby. Yes. Wow. Or a trend. Yeah. Or, you know, we're just um, following Jesus for a little while. You no, know? Guys. No, Lord. Jesus. No. Yes. yes. And, and so the, the ministry and the business. Um, mm-hmm have to find that fine balance yes. of just making sure that the message of, of brothership, the message of sisterhood, the message mm-hmm. of fellowship is being conveyed through that apparel, you know, because otherwise people will just say, you know, this is um, another fashion designer, you know, this is someone who's just putting a cross on the shirt and trying to charge people money for it, you know, mm-hmm. you have to let them know the story behind the business, mm-hmm. the 
the story behind the ministry. You know, people want to know, you know, how long have you been uh, following Christ? Uh, is this just a fad? You know, even before they were investing into your clothing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. want to know that um, they're basically not being uh, kind. You know, I guess, I mean, basically, that's what you could say, you know, as far as uh, it's almost having to prove your faith, you know, which is yeah. strange, you know, but it's so true, you know. Mm. They they look at the business and the ministry and it's like, I, I don't know, you know, like mm-hmm. some just don't know about it, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that, that's powerful. And um, I, I think also too, for any, for all those people that are listening right now, that your story has power. And if you yeah. are in a ministry or a business, you yeah. have to make sure that your story overshines that. Yeah. Absolutely. You're going to end up in struggles. You're going to have those hard times and you're going to feel like giving up. But when yeah. you go back to that crux of the story and the foundation, that is what's going to drive you. Yes. It's what is your motivation? What yes. is your why? I mean, we have to do, um, you know, people think just because you're Christian or you're saved or you're mm-hmm. a minister that you no more heart checks. That yeah. could be furthest from the truth. Yes. I probably have more heart checks now than when I was in the world. You understand? Because mm-hmm. it's important to me. It's important to us that everything we do points back to him. So even yeah. if people, oh, great job, Nikita. Great job, Nico. Well, I appreciate it, but I'm going to point it back to him. So it's important that we have those heart checks to say, what's the reason behind everything that we do, whether it's the apparel line. I know we're going to talk about the book, his music, whatever we do. These are just resources. He's the ultimate source. These are just resources. These are just platforms that he's allowing us to be able to use so that we can do what? Spread the gospel. That's all we want to do. And if if that's at the center of everything that we do, then we're good. Amen. 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 I, I feel like we're having church right now. I mean, we are. <laughs> we, we are. I mean, yeah. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Yep. Now, Nikita, what has it been like being a female minister? Ooh. Have there been certain aspects? What's been the hardest and what's been the most blessed that you found with this calling that God has placed in your life? Absolutely. You know, it's a beautiful thing. Um, mm-hmm. I, I'm I'm so honored, you know, yeah. that the Lord would choose me to walk this walk. I'll be the first to say that it is absolutely not easy. Mm-hmm. Um, prior to being an ordained uh, minister, you know, I've worked in the corporate sector for over 10 years. So that's what I knew. That's what mm-hmm. I knew. I knew hierarchy. I knew marketing. I knew yep. I get business done, my checklist, you know, all of these things, organization, et cetera, which I thank God because he was using those uh, tools, those resources is to set me up for this moment right now was called for a moment such as this, right? Um, So the beautiful part is that I am able to really make a connection with my ladies. Um, Mm -hmm. I spread the gospel to everyone. It doesn't matter, man, old, white, black. It doesn't matter any of that. But obviously I am able to have a special to my ladies and to my parents and, and, and to children, mm-hmm. um, being able to pull them in. So that's the blessed piece that I'm able to gravitate because I am an everyday person. You know, mm-hmm. we, the world can toss out all these titles. Oh, you're this or you're that, or now you're an author. And I, I don't care about any of that. You can call, look, God knows my name. And so yeah. that's, what's important to me. So that's the beautiful piece, being able to make these connections lifelong friendships and being able to pour into my brothers and my sisters in Christ and be poured into. So that's the beautiful part. The difficult part is also the same thing. You're, um, you know, I've heard people say before, the beautiful part about doing a certain business or being in a certain organization is the people, the difficult part of being <laughs> in an organization or being in a business. <laughs> <is the people. laughs> 
Yes, yes. But I, I think I love what you said about two words that really struck me. You said, but God. But God. And yes, God is sovereign and God comes into our lives, but he uses people to create that change. He uses people to actually show himself. Mm-hmm. But and your husband was part of that but God process. Yes, yes. it was where it's that turning point. Yes. <laughs> That's powerful. Now, how many kids do you guys have? Two. Okay. Aw. Ten and he just turned our baby boy turned nine months on the 24th. Okay. So ten and nine months. Yes. Nice. So you get the best of both worlds. Yes. One boy, one girl. Yes. And they yeah. are so awesome and phenomenal. You know, I get all the time people, oh wait, ten and nine months, we starting over. <laughs> But you know what? It has been some of my best days. Yeah. I thank God. I think about where I was. And don't get me wrong. Our daughter is amazing. She's mm-hmm. amazing. Perfect attendance. You know, give her a little yeah. shout out. She's a great um, example of how you can be in your youth and be pure and be running after mm-hmm. God. She's dancing. Amen. Um, dance and praise so we you know it's very important for us for her to know that this is who we are this is what we do and we love to see that she makes these decisions to live out for christ in her Mm -hmm. very own little world so it's very beautiful but Mm -hmm. i wouldn't change anything for the the world where i was in my state of mind 10 years ago versus today it's just again it goes back to but god Mm -hmm. you know really stepping into that motherhood and and some of the things, you know, you can say in hindsight, oh, I wish I would have done this in the beginning mm-hmm. with her, but that's okay. It's a growing process. Mm-hmm. It's a learning process. Um, and we are just, you know, we're just so grateful for how God is working in our lives and how he's showing it, um, his self to us, revealing himself. Mm-hmm. Um, and the children are definitely one of those ways how we're able to see the joy in their hearts, in their smiles, you know, mm-hmm. and that they're able to be a loving family. You know, we love the fact you know, not that we need to set any expectation for other people, but Mm -hmm. just facing it in America today, sometimes what you see on TV is not necessarily mom and dad. Yeah. And young, Mm. the Lord, children doing well, you know, BSS isn't knocking at the door. Yes. Yeah. I'm I'm just being real. Yeah. We love the fact that we can um, paint that portrait. It's not Mm. a perfect portrait but we serve a perfect God and we pray that through us, people are able to see that and it gives mm-hmm. them a hope in their future through Jesus Christ, through our family. Mm. That's, that's powerful. Cause I think it's, it's, it's changing the dynamics and changing the assumptions I so think. that people have such this beautiful picture of Christ within marriage, within family. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, now one thing about, now you guys were born in the South and mm-hmm. you decided to stay in the South. Mm-hmm. A lot of people think of purpose as, leaving the place that God has planted them. What has it been like to minister in Charlotte, North Carolina? And do you find that religion and legalism is the hardest thing that you're dealing with when it comes to explaining Jesus to people? You know, it's it's so funny because my husband and I we talk we we have these big great we call them the great yeah. debates yes you know we'll have our coffee typically mm-hmm. we've already had our coffee you know at this point and um you know I'm in the Old Testament he's in the New Testament and we'll we'll glean from each other and nice. have conversation but you know especially coming from your hometown you know we talk about and reference to of course we're not Jesus no shape form or fashion but if you are striving to be like be like Christ mm-hmm. right you're going to inevitably go through some of the same things that he mm-hmm. went through 
and you know, I won't tell the whole story and I'm, I'm not here to preach, but essentially, you know, when Jesus went back to his people, you know, they didn't welcome him, mm-hmm. right? You know, he came and at first they were excited to hear him in the synagogues yeah. and speaking from the book of Mark, um, you know, they were excited to hear him in the synagogues and they wanted to hear, they were astonished, the Bible tells us, mm-hmm. you know, of, of his wisdom yeah. and all of that, but then they couldn't get past, now ain't that Mary's son? <laughs> Yeah. He's a carpenter's son. Carpenter? <laughs> yes. Come on, know his sister. We went to school together, right? So they can't get past that. Mm. And unfortunately, their disbelief and their inability to get past what they thought was coming so that they could get the supernatural breakthrough that Jesus came to give and to mm. make, they were left. You know, he had to leave. He went somewhere else. They did. The Bible tells us that they didn't receive nowhere near the level of miracles that they could have received. Yeah. He healed a few people and then he had to dip. He had to mm-hmm. And so, you know, in a very honest place, we sometimes can battle with that. You know, when we go back to what I said earlier in the women's ministry, it's very similar in our ministry yeah. together. Yeah. We definitely have supporters. We definitely have loved ones and friends that support and rally behind Mm -hmm. us. But at the same token, you still have those folks that didn't I go to school with you? Mm -hmm. Didn't we grow up in the same neighborhood together? Well, when did Christ come into your life? You know, as if they have this um, clip by clip scene of your whole life. Yep. See where the transition. (laughs) Yeah. We don't become angry by that. It's okay. If it happened to Jesus, then who are we? Mm-hmm. Right? So what we're going to say is that our city is a beautiful place. We pray for our city. We expect great things in Charlotte. And we're going to be a part of that. Mm-hmm. But we also listen intently to the Holy Spirit to mm-hmm. let us know when we should make our next move. Whatever that move may be. Um, that may be continue to grow and to flourish here in Charlotte. That may be somewhere else. Because again, you know, if we're going to make a comparison to Christ, he had to go to different villages, yeah. different towns, and et cetera, um, to be able to fully get that ministry in. Because some folks couldn't get past that he was a carpenter, mm-hmm. that he was Mary's son. And that's okay. We're not upset with that. Um, we continue to pray for people. Um, mm-hmm. But we know what God has called us to do. And again, kind of going back to what I said in the beginning, that trumps all. They Amen. Other people's expectations of who they thought we were or who mm. they thought they knew um, to stop us from propelling the gospel in any platform or form that he showed us to do. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. When you go back on any pastor, go back on any pastor and talk to their childhood friend. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I mean, but you would think that this is a whole nother person, you know, because of how they have perceived them, but they won't let that perception go. Mm. And that's okay. That's why sometimes, you know, you've got new people um, that will come in and support you, you know, and and it's just okay. It's a part of the process. We've learned to deal with that piece. Um, But we're just grateful for the opportunity. Whoever wants to be poured into, then we will do so. Mm -hmm. And that's the bottom line. Just like whoever wants to be saved by Jesus Christ, he's ready. He's willing to save you, but you got to accept. You got to make the decision. And by no means are we Jesus, but we are his disciples. Mm -hmm. Um, And so following us, quote unquote, is not really following us. You're following him. We're just Mm -hmm. a vessel. Yes. Amen. 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 That's great. And um, so kind of going into that, now God has prepared something new for you, which is a brand new book that you have and a brand new album. Yes. So tell us a little bit about this book and how, how did, how did God compel you to write this? What was the starting point? Absolutely. So the name of the book is called Jesus Coffee and Prayer. It's Mm -hmm. 
using data devotional design to edify, encourage, and really prompt my readers to have an attitude of gratitude always. Um, mm-hmm. One of my favorite uh, Bible scriptures, there's so many, the Bible is awesome, y'all. It is. <laughs> I cannot be a bigger proponent or advocate for because it's so real. There's nothing new under the sun. So Amen. you definitely can find yourself in the Bible. That's when it becomes real to you. But that's my little spiel. But one of my favorite um, Bible verses, First Thessalonians 5.16, and it's the easiest. It's two words. Rejoice always Mm. rejoice always and I know people think oh that's great that sounds great it's easy for you to say you know not knowing where I'm coming from or what I may be dealing with but they'll Mm -hmm. just kind of throw a label that's easy to say you know you don't have six children or your husband isn't doing this or that or you know they may think everything is great always and that could be furthest from the truth rejoice always means just that it's a decision Mm -hmm. to be grateful it's a decision that I make to praise the Lord continuously. It's a decision that I make no matter what comes, what may, that I'm going to have an attitude of gratitude for Jesus Christ, all that he's done for me, all that he's going to do, and then I'm standing in anticipation for um, greater in what he's Mm -hmm. going to do in my life. And so essentially through this book, I share some of my own personal uh, testimony on various things that have happened in my life um, where that could have been an opportunity for me to gripe for me to protest, for me to, you know, um, put on a pity party and people yep. will agree with you. you know, so <laughs> and people will attend. If you throw one, yeah, they'll come. They'll say, oh, you yep. know, if that happened to me, I'd be, a, it's okay. Sometimes people will tell you it's okay to be mm-hmm. angry. It's mm-hmm. okay to be sad. They will allow you to wallow mm-hmm. in your own mess. Mm-hmm. And what I'm saying is strap up your boots. Yeah. You know what, God, I thank you because if I'm still breathing, if I'm still mm-hmm. in the land of the living, if I still have warm blood running through my veins, then I have another opportunity. Your mercies have been made new to me. And mm-hmm. so it's just a shift in the mind. Now, where I really pulled this from was several things. When I began writing this book, I was actually pregnant with my son. So it was actually a twofold. I was pregnant with my son, and then I finished up the book after he was born. So kind of two perspectives. Yeah. Tommy, second time around, 10 years later, thought process. Complete journey. Yes. And now newborn baby. And wow, I forgot about babies. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and all all the fun, and they're amazing, but you know, the sleepless nights and all the mm-hmm. things that come along with just being a mom, and then my family mm-hmm. and our ministry was thriving. Um, at the time, you know, I was still doing things at my in my corporate sector, in my job, and just saying, Lord, I could sit and complain, I could, and that would fall on deaf ears, or I can say, Lord, I thank you. I mm-hmm. thank you for these opportunities. It was just really a mental shift to say, Lord, guess what? Any way you bless me, Lord. I will be satisfied. Mm-hmm. That's not to be misconstrued with, you know, sometimes as Christians, we can get to this place. Well, if the Lord didn't give it to me, then I wasn't supposed to have it. <laughs> I'm not saying that either. You yeah. got to be your grind in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. But, um, you know, what it does say is, guess what? You know, you bless me, even if it's with a few. I'm not going to despise humble beginnings, whatever it is, Lord, I thank you. Mm. And really coming to that place, no matter the situation, saying, Lord, I thank you. I'm grateful. I know you're working for my good, even in this situation. And like I said, I share some of that within um, the book. 
So uh, essentially the setup is you have the scripture, you've got the perspective, and then I always close out with a prayer because I believe that prayer changes things. Mm -hmm. Prayer is powerful. Um, you know, so that is definitely important. And I even give a call to action. Um, just some notes, a journal portion where my readers can go in and show how they're going to be grateful. What tangible steps are they going to take to mm -hmm. show attitude of gratitude? And, and who is that going to be bestowed upon? Mm -hmm. So that's the book in a nutshell. Highly recommend that you pick it up. It blesses me even when I go back in and read it myself. So ah, uh, that's exciting. Yeah. That's neat. And, and I loved it. I was reading through the pages and just flipping through. And I love the fact that most of the days actually end with a call to action yes. because it, in, in the last part of the book, you say gratitude is never silent. Yes. And I think that's so powerful because it talks about you know, it, it's gratitude to Christ, but it's also gratitude to others. Yes. So if we're looking around, I mean, even, even Gandhi said, you know, be the change that you desire to see right. around the world. Mm -hmm. And in Christianity, if we're indwelt by the Holy Spirit and we have the power of Christ within us, then we're the change yeah. and we have that same power. So living that life of gratitude is life-changing. It gives people hope. Absolutely. That's exciting. Now, Miko, tell us a little bit about your album and, and some of the songs and what they mean to you. Well, the album is entitled The Gospel. You can pick it up at um, basically any distributor of digital music. Uh, you can also order a CD on cdbaby.com. Amen. Yes, yes. You know, you have, you, we still have our CD heads out there. Go ahead and get the CD. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. I, I'm one of them. Yes. <laughs> yes. Well, please pick up a copy. Okay. Um, but yes, no, definitely. Um, and it's basically... Um, my gratitude to God. That whole mm. album is about being grateful. It's about praising God for um, what he has brought you through and to where he is taking you. You know what I mean? It's about thanking him for the moment and thanking him for tomorrow. You know, Amen. the gospel, um, it, was, it was entitled the gospel because of my, um, you know, redemption, you know, through Christ. You know, it's, I really feel like that Jesus, you know, he called me and he wanted me to be that vessel, you know, that instrument to make music that the youth can dance to, but that they can be healed from, you know, yeah. um, it is the gospel is, you know, God's words through me, you know, into, you know, the music, uh, it's the, the music, is amazing, you know, because I tell everyone that God, you know, wrote it, wrote the album, you know, he just spoke through me, you know, mm -hmm. and it's, it's trap beats, you know, normally you don't hear <laughs> gospel <Amen>. music <laughs> on trap beats, you know yeah. what I mean? That's like the furthest from, you know, <laughs> what is perceived as righteous, mm -hmm. but, um, you know, God spoke to me and he said, you know, it's not the music, it's the message behind the music. Mm -hmm. you know? Amen. And I want you to, you know, uh, write this album, you know. And so um, it is, it is, you know, my breakthrough. It is, it is my testimony. Um, it's a song on the album called Party Spirit. And that song was written um, because of, you know, our son was on the way. Yeah. And yeah. I was so grateful to God, you know, to be, you know, honored to be, you know, our child's father, you know, that God would trust me yeah. to be a father, you know, to this young man. And I just, you know, was so grateful. I had to write, you know, I had to write the song, you know, Party Spirit. 
you know, yeah, I got that feeling God is doing something new. You got mm. a child on the way, now my gray sky's blue. Now I got a clear view, I can see straight through. Now every dream we having is about to come true. You know, I felt the, the full fulfillment of God through our child. You know, God told me that he's going to take us to a place, mm -hmm. you know, and that mm -hmm. our child is the symbolism. He mm -hmm. was also, you know, he's the symbolism yeah. of a new beginning. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, of, you know, the 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 change in our lives, you know, where he's getting ready to take us. You know, it was so evident yeah. and it was so good. Yeah. I mean, I can just talk about it all day. Yeah. Yeah. Out loud part two. But, I know, love it. <laughs> it was and it talked about my childhood and, and, and it's a whole lot in there, you know, that is gonna save, you know, the children who are lost in the street mm -hmm. life. You know, the ones who are out, you know, they're selling the drugs and they're doing the drugs and, mm -hmm. and they're abusing alcohol, you know, and they're, and, and they're uh, giving their bodies away, you know, mm -hmm. to, the, to the street, you know, and um, it's, it's, I mean, it's so good. I just want you to go and get it. Um, to speak to it is, you know, I, I never feel like I can do it the justice because, you know, God is so... Uh, evident on the album you know I just mm -hmm. really want you to go out there and pick it up because it's going to change you know your lives and it's going to change your children's lives and their children's lives mm -hmm. Christ get infused in one generation you know no matter how far you know they stray away they're going to always come back to that foundation mm -hmm. they're going to always come back you know um, so I just want to thank God for blessing me Amen. to be able to deliver um <clears throat> i mean this work of art you know through him to the world yeah. amen, amen and a lucky winner is going to get amen. the new book <laughs> and we have a download card of the new album as well yeah. so one lucky winner is going to be blessed amen. and just um Seriously, you're going to want to read this from cover to cover. And I can vouch, this album is incredible. So I was listening to Favor, and uh, just <laughs> I had my own little dance party in my room over here before the, uh, <laughs> before the interview. Wow. No, no, but it's, Favor was the first song. Really? It was the first song on the album. Yeah. Wow. That, wow. Was, the, that was the transformation. Favor yep. was the transformation. I mean, you yes. can still hear me flexing a little bit in Favor, but <laughs> it's totally flex, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so much it means so much to me for you to say that thank you oh definitely definitely it, it's it's such a blessing because to me it's almost like if you're just tuning in we have had an amazing conversation yeah. Yeah. we've talked about the grace of god we've talked about those but god moments that change us and challenge us yeah. and and purpose us to truly be that but God for someone else. And we've talked about the power in your story. Yes. Whatever God has called you to presentation-wise, whether that's starting a business, using your voice, using your talents, becoming a minister, yes. God is going to be seen, but you need to walk out in the voice that God has presented you. There's that responsibility on your end to follow mm -hmm. through with what God has called you to. That's right. So we're going to have some fun before we end this amazing conversation. Okay. With the famous loud questions. So since it's two of you, I'm going to go back and forth. So we're going to start with uh, Minister Nikita. Okay. What is your favorite part of your life? 
Oh, wow. Um, you know what? There's so many amazing things. I mean, really and truly, I know sometimes I, I'm, I'm probably one of those people that may get on people's nerves. Like she's always positive, <laughs> always happy. Like literally I could tell you stories on that, but I, I won't do it. So there's so many things that I'm excited about. Um, God is always blessing, but mm. I would have to say the most exciting piece for me right now really and truly is living out, walking out this life. Mm. my husband along my side doing this ministry and raising mm-hmm. our children being able to be a voice for the voiceless um, for those that feel like they don't know how to necessarily articulate or um, mm-hmm. have the right words or the right diction or the proper etiquette to mm-hmm. say it not that we're perfect but to be able to be a voice for them and to let them know that Jesus is love to do that yeah. My husband is amazing. Sure, I could do it on my own. Sure, he could do it on his own. But together, mm-hmm. there is power. That's why the Lord sent folks out two by two. Mm-hmm. So hold each other yeah. up so you can edify one another. So exactly. one is tempted. The other one can say, don't you do that? You know, so <laughs> we're able to hold each other. This is my best yeah. accountability partner, you know, and so I love him and I thank God for him. And that is the best part of this life, mm-hmm. that we get to do this thing called life mm-hmm. ministry together, mm-hmm. for sure. Praise God. Praise God. That's, that's great. And then the second question is directed to Miko. Okay. What is the most outrageous thing that you've ever done or had to eat? Oh, ever done or eating. Um, I don't know. I mean, everyone <laughs> eats octopus, right? I know. He's like, what? <laughs> like, uh, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, I mean, um, we were watching uh, Netflix one night and it was on like a screensaver. And the screensaver was a, a octopus tentacle, like <laughs> dripped in, you know, soaked in garlic butter or something. And I was like, maybe I was hungry at the time. I was like, <laughs> you know, it looks so good. You know? <laughs> and so uh, my wife and my daughter, they're sitting there looking at me, you know, in full disgust, like, you want to eat that? And I'm like, oh, I mean, you don't see it, you know, the way they drizzle, you know, and they plated it so beautiful. So I was like, I want some octopus. So we ended up going to a place and I had octopus and it was, it was all right. It was really? Yes. yes. See, now I'm getting hungry for some octopus. Yes. I think it was like a, it was octopus babies or something. I don't know. Oh my but, God. This is getting but, weirder. But, but <laughs> I would like to try the giant tentacle next, you know. Okay. Like the little one. So maybe I'll try the giant one. Yes. Go for it. Go for it. We'll have a we'll have a part two of this discussion to find out how you like the uh, the giant yeah. tentacle. Yeah, please do. Yes. Yeah. The third question for Nikita is: When have you ever felt like an underdog, and how have you overcome? Wow, an underdog. You know, it's so crazy because believe it or not, my name, because I like to look up, you know, I believe there's power in the name. There's power in the name of Jesus. There's power in your name. And so um, my name comes from like a Russian descent, Nikita, Mm -hmm. and it actually means conqueror. Um, really glorious yes so um which is pretty cool so I'm saying that out to say I never feel like an underdog no <laughs> so <laughs> yeah <laughs> but um so I would probably say the the 
biggest time that I felt like an underdog, you know, in, in keeping in terms with the ministry, being new, not new to Christ, mm-hmm. but new in this whole world of ministry and the, the do's and the don'ts. And sometimes we talk about the, um, just the etiquette of some of the things that I'm still learning. The Lord is still working with me on giving me grace and pruning me in other matters. Um, really just feeling like, you know, I'm coming to grips that I belong. I know that I belong. God has called me and I belong, but I am still human. You know, we are still made of flesh. And there are times where you can feel like, well, look at so-and-so and so-and-so. And, you know, oh man, but you're here, you know, (laughs) but that's okay because that's when God, you know, the Holy Spirit will come to me and again, remind me that attitude of gratitude to never Mm. despise humble beginnings that's okay and it really just helps give me a heart to say guess what everybody has their own book everybody has their own chapter of their journey with Christ and I don't have to be I don't have to live up to the expectations I don't have to live up to the validations of man as long as God is pleased with me then I've done what he's called me to do Mm -hmm. I'd be lying if I said I've never had moments where I felt like the underdog you know I may not be so-and-so that's uh has a stadium full of people at this time, you know, mm-hmm. I expect greater, greater yep. than me, but for God, and I know mm-hmm. he's going to elevate that platform for both my husband and I, um, but just staying true to his word. I love it because it's a humbling experience mm-hmm. and it helps me, you know, uh, coming from the South, they have a term, uh, you know, it makes sure that I, I don't get too big for my britches. So, um, you know, it helps keep me in step so that I know, guess what, Lord, when you're ready to elevate me, when you're ready for me to take that next step, whatever that platform will be, I'll be ready. Um, you know, I, I often think about King David, you know, he wouldn't have been ready for Goliath and all the other um, events that had to take place for him to be such a righteous and such a great king if he didn't first start off with a sling and a stone yeah. and pasturing and making sure that the sheep and all of the animals were okay. If he didn't get that right first, he mm-hmm. never would have got Goliath. Mm-hmm. He never would have beat the tigers and the bears and all of that. So it's a stepping stone. And I thank God for that process. So underdogs are winning. That's Amen. what I'm trying to say. Amen. Amen. <laughs> and the last question is um, for Miko, when have you had to depend on God the most? Um, just really and truly going from secular music, you know, to gospel rap music. That was the biggest, um, that was the biggest hurdle because I just really didn't know, you know, how, you know, I was going to be perceived, you know, you want people to view you in this, in in a certain way. I don't know what way I was wanting them to view me at that time. I mean, (laughs) but um, it was, it was very trying because, you know, you have people look at you like, what? And then you have those conversations like, man, there's no money in gospel music. I mean, you know, these are the things that, you know, the people are telling you. And these are the the um, the things that you have to fight off, you know, mentally. You know, with Christ, you have to say, you know, it's not, of course, it's not about the money. I mean, everyone knows that if you're successful, you know, the money's going to come. It has nothing to do with that. It has everything to do with the root of Christ going forward, you mm-hmm. know, and that's what they couldn't understand, you know, and inside, you know, just choosing to um, follow um, the, um, Jesus uh, and do the right thing, you know, it was like I was on the fence for a while, you know, it was like, okay, well, I'm going to serve the Lord, but, you know, this music over here, I have to 
make sure that it has a certain sound to it, mm. you know, in which that sound was horrible. I mean, at the time, you know, I'm what I'm going to say, because it was full of things that are, uh, weren't uplifting to the kingdom. Mm -hmm. It was full of, um, you know, just things that didn't have anything to do with anything, you know, except for self-gratification, basically. Mm. And that was my biggest hurdle. The biggest hurdle was getting people to... Uh, accept me for who I am now and not who I was mm. you know I mean <clears throat> and yeah that was my biggest obstacle I I think you know my wife she loves God. me for who I am you know yes yeah yeah she loves me for who I am family loves me for who I am but it was just getting the people outside of my everyday life to know that this wasn't a fad you know, I am following God and you either roll with me or I got to roll alone. But quotable right there. Because I promise you that if I got to go alone, Lord, I will. But I pray that my brothers and sisters mm. will follow me. Yes. Amen. 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 So and just to end us. You either roll with me or I roll alone. And I, I that that's my, uh, that's gonna be my month of May. That's okay. Yes. That's it. That's it. But it's true. It's it's having that decision that Christ's voice trumps all, and you that's just it. have to follow Him. Uh, but thank you so much for joining us. This has been an yes. amazing conversation. So yes. awesome just to be able to talk to you and and hear your story and hear what God is doing in and through your lives in Charlotte, North Carolina. Amen. Thank Fantastic. you for having us. Yes, we're so um, we excited to be here. Time. Yes. yes. Oh, it was my pleasure. Now, you can find out more about Minister Nikita Davis and Nico Davis by looking at our Loud Summit Facebook page or our Instagram. We're going to have all these amazing tips. And don't forget to join the contest so that you can win this amazing book and this amazing yes. download card. Awesome. Your life is going to be changed and you need to spread the word. Ask your friends to purchase the, the album, purchase the book, because this is only the start of, revi of revival that's going to come from our generation. Amen. Amen. So this is Colleen Batchelder, host of Loud Conversations, encouraging you to live out your destiny.